I don't even know where to begin. So, I got back from the West Coast. I got back from California on Monday. And I came back, I still didn't have like my, my full consciousness. You know when you travel and you are in a new environment and you enjoy the new environment and then when it's time to leave, you get that, that feeling of like, damn, I don't wanna go. And then when you arrive to your, your residence, you're like, I still don't feel like my, my full consciousness has entered my body yet. I'm still somewhere else. It took some time for that to happen. And, and then on top of that, I had to do a paint class a couple hours after me arriving within the same day. So my body was just like, yo, lay down. And on top of that, I was like, somewhat like hungover, not from alcohol, um, but like in a kind of like a weird stupor from jet lag and all that good stuff. So I was like in a weird space. <laughs> Kind of like it was kind of like in a, in a semi dream space, you know, um, I had such a great experience with being a sound designer with no peaking theater. Um, if you haven't checked out my episode titled Artistic Networks, I give a little bit of information as to what no peaking theater is and my role in no peaking theater. It's an organization, a theater organization that takes away the element of sight so you're blindfolded and you're in a full theatrical experience where your other senses are heightened so you're you're being touched you're touching things you're tasting things you're hearing things and smelling different things but your imagination is doing all the work on top of that so it's a great experience I've attended um, I think I've attended eight uh, or mm, I think eight of the ten shows so far I've written for two of them and my first sound design for the shit show production that took place just this passing uh 13th of july it was great it was so great oh my goodness for, for so many roadblocks and challenges for so many obstacles i think it came together well considering that we had just one rehearsal before the show we only had a three and a half hour rehearsal and we met the actors and actresses in los angeles they're, they're from Los Angeles. We met them there and we had a just a rehearsal the day before the show and two people, one person had, had an emergency, they had to leave and we had to replace two people and they came within that, and within that day and we met everyone. Everyone just pretty much just went, got to know each other and they just started acting. And then the show was the following day and it went well you know it wasn't as perfect as as we as we planned for it to be it wasn't as perfect as we fantasized it would be but it was what would happen if you had all those was it within all those circumstances you know and you didn't have all the funding you know so we did it we did a crowdfunding campaign and we we did receive donations out of the out of the nine thousand that we requested we received about 2100 of donations and the founder amanda she's like we're still going to do this thing like you know people still donated and we're going to make it work like i'm not going to i'm not going to um quit this we're going to just put this we're going to make this work so before you knew it she, before you know it, she was booking flights and i was out there and we did some sightseeing and and we 
traveled and all those good things and her grandmother opened up her home to us uh my goodness thank you so much <laughs> miss macias and mr rotney again man um it was great it was really really great we did like a, a separate podcast episode by the pool in her backyard and amanda just took me around she introduced me to different foods and i had tamales for the first time i had pan dolce for the first time um we we had like anxiety together and we were like like tense in the for a moment <laughs> um during the show it was a lot of stuff you know for all those who have supported and i said i would never get emotional over a podcast and i won't um and before that ever happens i would just pause it and just get all my my, my stuff out but for all of those who have showed up who have i didn't even think would show up who we had like a mini high school reunion there it was myself amanda and drew and pack rat we all met up and they they came to the show um Drew, he works for BuzzFeed and Pack Rat. She's a she's a dancer. She's a professional dancer and a teacher as well. And it was just great to just to feel all of us together, living our dreams together. It was just amazing. Um, they came to the show. Amanda's family just they bought tickets and came to the show. And Amanda's like, "Put your blindfold on." She's like talking to them because you know they're family. And she's like, "You know, get it together." You know, being extra. <laughs> it was it was hilarious um brother zach came out zach is okay so i know you're familiar with if you if you don't know i talk a lot about chief yuya and um about anu and chief yuya is chief yuya and zach actually are two of the men i refer to when i say i'm i'm proud to know great men i mentioned this in my third episode um i'm grateful to know great men they are the two two of many men that i'm speaking of um chief yuya has been extremely instrumental in me shaping my identity as well as just building my character his teachings um his his willingness to serve he's a great 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 man great elder and zach is like chief is like the calmer very placid teacher and i use him as a point of reference whenever i feel myself getting anxious in crowded spaces or when i have to um speak in a crowded space i use him as my reference like i use him i visualize how he appears when he's speaking and he's very he flows really well you know his mind is he's witty and and things like that and zach is is the very charismatic <laughs> the very charismatic version of that like he has another he's like another as well of course he's his own man of course but he has a very He's very charismatic and he has a way of breaking things down and speaking in a manner that where things make sense. And he's very quick, quick witted as well. Um, and he just showed up like he just walked in there. And I'm like, he said, I was sitting there and I'm like, I heard someone say either it was Mr. Green or something. Or he said, Justin, one of the two. And I look and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it was like, yo, that's Zach. That's Zach. Wow. So. I normally hold it together, but I just like ran over there and gave him a hug and stuff like that. And was like, yo, you're like 50 feet tall. He's like huge in person. I didn't think he was like, he's huge. Um, but it was, it was like amazing. Like my heart was like swollen with like emotion. I was like, yo, like I knew it was here. <laughs> and then Jazz showed up. Jazz is, um, Jazz hit me up on Instagram. And if I sound really like, 
extra chill. I really, really am. Like my my inside, I'm just relaxed right now. I'm not high. <laughs> we'll talk about that later about highness. But um, Jazz found me on Instagram, and he's like, "Yo, we share. We have an artistic thing. Like we share a similarity." And I'm a. Um, he's like, "I'm a graphic designer. I live in California." I'm like, "Oh, cool. I'm in Jersey. You know, it'd be dope if you know we get chill, hang out together." Da, da, da. So we talked about it. But, you know, of course, how likely would you be willing to meet with someone who you just you're talking to and befriending on Instagram? Like, you know, and then we exchange numbers and stuff like that. But it actually happened. And he was like, I told him about the show and I gave him the dates and everything. And he's like, all right, I want to try to make it. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. You know, maybe maybe you can. Because he said, you know, it was a bit out of the way from where he's from. But he showed up like she showed up. I was just like, yo, like I have. I have Zach here, and 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 for those Zach is um, he's a he's a very great inspirational speaker, and um, the one of the things that I really recall him saying that it, it's weird because I knew a lot of things that they say, a lot of the members of I knew the men, especially when they say things. There's times when I'm not really fully paying attention, and then when I'm watching the videos and things, I know I'm a visual learner, but certain things they say sticks to me. And Zach always says to go beyond your fears. And that's one of the things that I, I find myself saying and not realizing that it was it was him. Like Zach was the one where I I got that from. And I'm like, wait a minute, I heard this from somewhere. I just don't know. Like sometimes you don't realize you're picking up on people. You're picking up on you're picking up on their strength. And you're like, yo, like I didn't realize. <laughs> go beyond your fears is a common it's a common phrase that, that Zach says. He says it and he hashtags it and I'm like, oh, it was you. Okay. Um there there's the influence. And um, that's been something I've been I've been strongly supportive of going beyond your fears. And I talk about that in my artwork. My life is changing and it's continuing to change and my identity is changing. I'm shaping into someone totally different. You know, I'm being disillusioned and in a good way. And and that's going beyond your fears. Being disillusioned is a great thing. And that's what's happening to me as I'm sharing more of myself and my vulnerabilities and whatnot. And um, it's as a result of me being fearless. So Anu will always, I will always be Anu's cheerleader. I will always be Chief Yuya's cheerleader. I will always be cheerleaders for elders who have, whose information I've applied and can speak for, I can vouch for it. Um, Zach, thank you again for showing up. Like, you're dope. And of course, you asked me, you know, if you need any, if you need anything, let me know. I, absolutely. I, I have never, I will never forget that. Um, it's in my mind. Trust, trust and believe. And um, again, I appreciate you. Jazz, I appreciate you for showing up. It was cool having a conversation. It was like it was like I knew you were something. We just, just had a regular. It was just cool. Like, I don't know. I just get that feeling with some people. Like, it's just cool. Um, I remember when, when, when Zach showed up, I, I had messaged you. I was like, I was like, Chief, Zach came. <laughs> I was all hype. All right. Anyway, so. Um, the show was great. Amanda, there was like some some little technical hiccups during the show and Amanda's like freaking out with me behind like in, in my ear and people are like looking at looking over at us as if we were like arguing with each other and I'm like, Amanda, be quiet. Like people can hear like people can hear you freaking out. Like sh <laughs> she didn't care. Like um, it was just it was a great experience at the end of the day. It was great. And um I have experience now being a sound designer, not just for myself and for my audiobook, but 
for for someone else and for someone else to allow me to do that and to bring me out and to share their life with me and for their family to open up their home with me to me it was just i'll never forget that i'll never forget that just i can't you know um there were there were a lot of things and i will address um the topic of ghosting as well and another thing that tends to happen in business that cannot happen that we try to blend um i know i know mental health awareness is very important I also find though in that same in that same breath in in social consciousness or in social justice rather there's this tendency to kind of I'm not going to say weaponize because even that term is just like it's so common it's such an it's such an article a dissertation piece but they tend to use people tend to use a lot of social buzz terms to dodge accountability so just because you know, I take on, for instance, I take on a, a business um, venture, I take on an obligation, I contractually bind it to something, and suddenly I realize I took too much on my plate, or I realize I don't want to do anything, or I maybe I'm just lazy, and suddenly it becomes an issue of anti-blackness, or it becomes an LGBTQ issue, it becomes an issue of of, of women's or, or men's or some type of social justice buzz term to avoid saying you know what as as a person of business i drop the ball but instead of saying that we tend to run and use well i ain't no we because i don't do that shit but um saying you know oh well i do it as a black woman or as a black man i do this i do that i do this and etc 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 i think that's very cheap and I'm, I'm such a stickler when it comes to business and when it comes to my representation, my public representation, I don't, I don't like that kind of stuff. Like, like when I, even when I do my Yay Maker classes, like I'm still, I'm actually still trying to integrate a lot of my, my, um, a lot of, a lot more of my childlike energy to it, to make it more upbeat. Well, typically I am, I always present that, but I know that I still am running a class, so I have to temper between being being a serious teacher and still kind of keeping the energy very, very, um, very, very cool and inviting. I would say warm, but yeah, warm and inviting. Because when it comes to that, I'm very serious. Like my presentation, I take that very seriously. So when it comes to business, if I take on something, I'm going to ride it out. I'm not, I'm not ever going to just, and especially coming from a place where I used to make excuses and I used to be full of shit, I can sense it. So I don't play around with, with business. And especially if I know that it's going to, if I were to drop the ball, it will affect my name. I'm not going to, I'm gonna try my hardest to, to make it work, you know what I mean? So it's a common practice I see in, in a lot of people who use who are so into that that social justice culture, this weird culture of just, of like trying to identify and trying to give a name to some things and, and, and so quick to, once you find some form of oppression or you just kind of just run behind that. And it just, it irks my nerves. It's part of the reason why I have, I have taken a huge step back from Facebook and I just promote my work. I rarely ever, and if anything, I'm on Facebook to laugh. 
and share things that are of, of value and of substance. I rarely engage on social justice topics. I rarely share. I, I have I haven't done that in a very long time because of there's such a it's such a dangerous space and it's it's a very blobbish, confusive, confused. It's just very messy. And you find people making these huge dissertations, these huge think pieces about nonsense. You know, it generates views and clicks and things like that. And you see the blogs and all these different, oh, that's my watch. Um, these different companies and things is doing this. And then you find those who are avid supporters of these quote unquote new age or these kind of like articles, they are rehearsing and applying these quote unquote oppressive buzzworthy terms with their lives to avoid accountability. So again, like I was saying, they'll use things like, oh, you know, anti-blackness is why I can't spell or anti-blackness is why people are overlooking my resumes and anti-blackness is why. And I'm like, well, no, because you, you, you have openly admitted that you have an issue with spelling and you're not taking the effort to, to correct these things. It's not anti-blackness that you choose, that you choose to, to not spell correctly. It's, that has nothing to do with anything. You know, being a black woman has nothing to do with signing up for something and then for business and you not fulfilling your, your obligation. Being a black man has nothing to do with that. And when you address these things and you call it out for what it is, because it's so easily, um, it's such a sensitive topic. And if you touch on that, and if you dare touch on it, you instantly will get a reaction. Um, people avoid that. When I say I'm proud to know great men, the great men that I know are not afraid to touch these topics. And I haven't developed the tact yet to, to, to really speak on these topics. I'm, I'm building, I'm a gatekeeper in training. You know, I'm building um, on being able to call bullshit, especially when I've been the ones who's experienced a lot of the bullshit, I can sense it from a mile away. And I, and I mentioned to, um, I've, I've kind of pretty much educated someone about these types of personalities that suck with accountability and they use the social jargon of today to avoid that. And you dare better not talk, talk about it because you're going to send a whole wave of people after you. Um, it's, it's part of the reason as to why I don't have a lot of, I don't have that many people close to me. Unfortunately, there's so many people who are using the terms, those buzz terms and things that it just makes, it just makes it very difficult for me to have, to have a very intelligent conversation. You know, you have, you can't debate toxic masculinity. You can't debate certain things. You can't even try to offer a more detached approach to these certain things because everyone's so reactive. I keep my distance and, and it's unfortunate, but I'm very careful with that. And um, I'm also careful when when these when that same type of personality enters into a, a space of business. Because as you know, emotional reactions, they, they're running the world. <laughs> so being very careful who you sign up with in terms of work and who you contract with, it's very important. 
you may not always be able to tell who you're inviting into your space or who you're doing business with. Thankfully, out of all of my business relationships, I have not dealt with that once. But in this current, in this current project that has since just recently just ended, that was an experience. And it just made me more aware and I, I'm grateful to have, to have been taught things to look out for in business. I'm really grateful. I'm really, really grateful. Um, that has to stop, man. Like using, using social jargon and using the buzz terms to take to a dodge accountability and using your blackness or your gender or, you know, whatever it is. The, the, the topics that are so, that are so your, your, your political background, all those type of things as a means to, to avoid taking accountability for trash ass behavior. It does, it will not work with everyone. It will not work. It won't work. And no matter how much you try and you must be careful when, when trying to pull those numbers and those acts because there are people out there who are very, very attentive and who who do have paper trails and who are who study and watch and observe just how oppressed you really really appear to be and just how unfortunate you try to appear like people are really paying attention to what you present and what you're doing and the things that you say if these things if these things are adding up there comes a time when you're able to tell who's simply just full of shit and I know this went really left, you know, from me talking about I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna release the other podcast episode where we're just having conversations and I and I commend Amanda personally for risk assessment, for her being able to just for her to take that risk. It's it's a great thing. And I and I said it's an Aquarian thing because I know Aquarians to typically they they love to just to do the opposite. They also take risks and they and, and I said to her and I we had a conversation, I said, um, it's it was from my my lack of understanding i said i always find aquarians to just up and just go to places they, they they appear to just never think they just make moves they're just moved to another side of the world and then she said actually no i i take time to really really consider all of my options and i was like oh well i was, well, I was like well the what it just appears is that because you move so fast and i guess i don't feel or i didn't know that you were doing it you would just do it it just happens like that. It just appears. That's what it appears to be. So we had a conversation about risk assessment in business and, and all these things. And this con this conversation, con we kind of talked about it. it. It was we were alluding to it. We were alluding to to excuses and we were alluding to um, making a way, making a way, making your own way. And um, this experience in California, this experience with no peaking and um, this experience as a secretary of the organization, it really, really opened my eyes to business and opened my eyes to tact and being able to gauge character and if certain things are tolerable and how to better conduct yourself, you know, things to watch out for in the future, mistakes to never make again, all these different things. It was such a great time. We we traveled all over the place. We went to Malibu. I talked so much shit about Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard specifically. We um 
we drove we drove down Hollywood Boulevard. I wanted to experience it to see what it was like. And it was trash. <laughs> you know, like it was just it was and you see me in the video, I'm I'm a I'm like hype, I'm overreacting. More so because I see that there's so many people on on social media. You know, the world of social media really creates and it and it it instills or makes a lot of um. It just causes a lot of things to surface. I notice fame, like a, I notice a lot of fame slutting and fame whoring on social media. You know, people that I know personally were just desperate for fame and desperate to to be known and be seen on a social media level, desperate for for money and just willing to sacrifice so much of themselves just because of what they see on social media and it's unfortunate so i was reacting because i'm like seeing so many people i'm just visualizing and remembering so many times how people were just like oh my god i want to be this and i want to be i want to be famous and i want to be i want to be the next so and so and i'm just like i want my i want my my star on a Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I'm like, do you really want that? Like, you know, you hear people rapping about the Boulevard, and you hear people rapping about Vine and Hollywood and Vine, and you hear people rapping about this life, and I'm like, you know, from someone coming from the from the background of being behind the scenes and production and being able to to re to recall how many times you're you're doing takes over and over again, how how the money system flows, you know, being hearing other people in, in in show business talk about how they don't get paid for for weeks in business and how they have to find work and some people taking doing free work and and just getting gypped by very well-known celebrities and 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 the film the production the all that stuff it's really not pretty it's really not pretty it's grueling work you know it's for people to create and for people to have consistent work means that they are really 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 stressed out really stressed out it's not a it's not a game you know i see even i see even youtubers very very popular youtubers who have to produce content consistent content and it's not it's not a game it's not easy it's really not easy you know i for one know what it feels like sitting behind a camera doing multiple takes having a light a bright light in your face and you know fumbling over your words or having to do multiple takes especially if you're a perfectionist and you you know all that stuff just magnify that it's it's not a game you know and find find within yourself find your own identity and find the value of of your life and figure out who you are and just become better that's it don't aspire for fame don't aspire for all that just aspire to be better at what you do and just serve and do your thing but chasing but chasing the chasing the the illusions and all those things you're wasting your time so i was like going off like yo this this neighborhood this the strip smells like piss and they're 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 off market stores and there's fake perfume stores and there's the 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 the, the check cashing places and the 7-elevens the need the massive need for power washing of the buildings and the roads, the conditions of the roads, and the homeless, the meth, the coke, the crack, all on that street of Hollywood Boulevard. And I'm like, this is what you want? Aside from that, Malibu was great, and I had a great time. 
I was kind of spacey. <laughs> I was kind of out. I was kind of out of there, you know. As you know, marijuana is legal in California. So, you know, there's that. But all in all, I really enjoyed myself and I have I came back. I thought I was going to I was going to thought I was going to return with like I was going to be so tired. Now the first day I came back, I was like yesterday or you know the was it the 14th? No, technically it was the 15th. I came back on the 15th. And I was like, I was like, I need rest. I just need to rest. I had that paint class right, right before the people came in. My, my, I had adrenaline that came through and I was, I was great. But I still had to like, I needed that rest to recover. So I'm finally back and I'm just jumping on. I still have a lot of things to get done. If you've seen on my Instagram, I have my, my studio, my studio Shran cave. <laughs> It's getting done, it's being renovated uh, by myself and Brandon. And um, it's opening up. I'm gonna have a permanent space for filming my YouTube videos and just filming more material. And I'm gonna have a permanent space for my easel as well as my canvases, as well as my workspace. I work from home as well. And uh, I'm gonna have just more access and I have windows my previous space did not have window access so I have windows where I have daylight in and I, this is also my shrine space so I have way more storage space and more room to just walk around and just kind of just flow freely and do my thing um, but I just wanted to again to say thank you again to the donors the donors is what made this happen Amanda you did an amazing job you know she kept apologizing because she was like, she felt anxious and she thought she was going off on me. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> um, you know, and especially coming from someone who's, I, because I am understanding, I get it. And, and trust me, I've dealt with worse. I've dealt with worse. I've dealt with, you know, honestly, what's worse than that is passive aggression, to be honest. Passive aggression is worse than you just having a moment of anxiety being a director and producer i understand that you know so it it blew completely past me it didn't affect me um but again thank you so much to those who came out thank you so much for those who have been just just paying attention you know those who did not donate financially trust me there's there's many of you who did not and you've you've given me way more than than anything that money could afford so i'm not tripping on those who do not donate financially who do not put in financially or support financially that's not even that's not even this thing um there's some who have really really been extremely important and instrumental in my life the information and i and i say and i've said this before that that the wealth it's in it's in the information and it's in it's in that it's in family and in information and I am so proud to know great people. I really am to know great men. I'm completely grateful for that. You know, so to be supported, to be seen, uh, that, that means a lot. It means a whole lot for those who contribute to my, my life and who contribute to my, my work. It's, it's those that matter, who genuinely are about helping me to get through challenges or who are 
providing insight and information on helping me to become better. You are the, you're the real, the real MVPs, seriously. Like you're the ones that matter, the ones who are there. You are the ones that are helping me shape my life. And then there's others who are just as important. You may not be able, you may not have the words to say, you may not have the examples to set, but you may have helped me in other ways. You may have been there in other ways. You know, it is what it is. I said that because other things were, were coming to me, like other people and their feelings. <laughs> um, so that's all. I just wanted to jump on here and just provide us a brief update. We went to the observatory or we hiked to, um, my goodness, like we did a lot. I'm starving by the way. So that's all. I just wanted to jump on here and just provide an update as to what's been going on. And a huge, huge, huge thank you. A huge I love you to those who have showed up for me seriously. Um, like, like, man, like you don't even know. Thank you so much again, um, and until next time. I have so many projects I'm looking to share. I'm still working, with, well, I'm not working on the King of Swords right now because my space is a mess, and I told myself to not bring any of my paintings to my bedroom or to cl clutter my space. So right now things are on pause. I do have um, an immediate project, two immediate projects that require finishing. That's taking the priority right now, but the King of Swords is on hold. And eventually I'm going to have to work on him because he's going to be in some upcoming, an upcoming thing I'm doing. So with all that said, I'm out. Peace.